With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to the AVFC Stato Preview Show in association with Luke Roper on the Villa View. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined as ever by Dale, the AVFC Stato. If you do want to treat yourself to some Luke Roper garments, then the code is TVV20 at checkout. That'll give you 20% off everything that Luke has to offer, including the new range. I think this is still quite, still quite new, the Villa thing on the sleeve there. Yeah, let's get started, Dale. First, how are you? Yeah, all good. I'm glad the international break's over, so we're getting back to some proper football now. I don't mind England. I do, do like watching England every now and again, but I understand that people prefer Villa. I mean, Villa is where my pure loyalty lies. I want, I want Villa. I'm always more club over country, if that makes sense, but I still always want England to, to do well. So let's get into the show. Let's start with the first one, and as ever, we're going to start with looking at Villa in general. Aston Villa are unbeaten in their last four Premier League games, winning three and drawing one. The last time Villa went on a longer run was in December 2020. Was that, was that Dean Smith? Was that the lockdown season, Dale? It feels like it was years ago now. It was, yeah. So our well, current it was run, years ago. It was years ago, yeah. Yeah, so our current run were on Speed and Everton, Palace and Bournemouth and Drew with West Ham. And like you said, our last unbeaten run um, was in... Um, in December 2020 under Dean Smith. Um, in that run, we beat Wolves 1-0 away. We drew with Burnley 0-0 at Villa Park. We won back-to-back games 3-0 against West Brom and Crystal Palace. And funnily enough, the last game in that series of fixtures was away at Chelsea, as, as where we drew one all. So good over and heading in for Sunday. Yeah, Bertrand Traoré was on the score sheet, if my memory serves me correctly that, that day. So yeah, that is, that is a good omen. Villa generally haven't been great at Stamford Bridge, which I'm sure we'll come on to. But I fancy us to get something at the weekend. I've got, I've got to be honest. I fancy us every week at the moment. It's a little bit weird, actually, because I was, yeah. I've been, I've been doing a, a tour of the East Midlands today with, with Sky Sports News, and we were talking about teams and football in general, obviously with with the journals. And I'm saying at the moment, I'm in that weird position where I kind of fancy Villa every week, and this little mini run that we're on at the moment came off the back of three defeats as well, didn't it? So that kind of makes the run even more impressive that they've shown that resilience and they've bounced back. The mm-hmm. second thing we have for Villa is that Aston Villa have won one of their last 17 Premier League games away against Chelsea, drawing four and losing 12. Yeah, not good. I can remember some big humblings at Chelsea over the years. Even when we were good under O'Neill in the top six, we got humbled by six or seven in the, in the end. We got we got done, didn't we? So Stamford Bridge generally hasn't been a great hunting ground for Villa. I remember a win under Alex McLeish, but other than that, 
remember a few battling draws in the in the O'Neill and then Julia years, but no, generally not good. No, so we did draw with them in the Carabao Cup, I think it was, when Cameron Archer scored, but then we lost on penalties. I think that was the yeah. last one. But then uh, we lost seven of our last eight. Uh, so Premier League games, uh, Stanford Bridge drawing one. Uh, our only win in the stat that you mentioned earlier uh, was a 3-1 win at Stanford Bridge on New Year's Eve uh, in 2011, which is actually a weird day for a fixture. Uh, mm-hmm. We've only played three times on New Year's Eve in history. That was the last one. Um, as So the quiz question for you uh, uh, this week, Dan, is can you name the goal scorers of the 3-1 victory in 2011? I can. I don't know if I've got the... I probably won't get the order right, but Ireland, Petrov and Bent. That's correct. And also in the correct order. Yes, come on. There you go. You're getting better at these now. Let's get quizzical. I'm I'm good at quizzes generally. I'm not, especially when it comes when it comes to Villa. I'm not good at quizzes about anything else. But Villa, I like to think I'm okay. And I do, I do remember that game. We were in the white shirt, weren't we? In the, well, in the yeah. claret shorts, nice kit, nice kits that year. Terrible football, nice kits. I think they were the final night kits that we yeah. had as well. Let's have a little look at Chelsea then. Now Chelsea have won two of their last three Premier League games. They've drawn one of them. That's as many wins as in their previous fifteen in the competition drawing six and losing seven. So I still think it's a relatively good time to play Chelsea. They've got Champions League football coming up as well, which I'm sure they'll, they'll have their eye on because they're not going to get in the Champions League through the league this season. That That's for absolute certain. But yep. I just think we always seem to get teams at the wrong time. It's not the perfect time to play them like it would have been maybe a month ago when they were really, really struggling and losing to everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's always a Villa thing, I think, isn't it? When you're a team's... A team's hit form before they play us, or they get a new manager before they play us, and they get that manager bounce and that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, Chelsea have won games against Leeds and Leicester, and then drew to Everton last time out. However, they did go two and up against Everton. Um, uh, so before Everton come back to draw that game, and then interestingly, um, uh, this season Premier League games at Stamford Bridge um, have produced the fewest total goals um, across the league. Um, of any other stadium, and that's 26. That doesn't surprise me, actually. That, that's, that doesn't surprise me at all. They're not scintillating form, although they're, you know, they've kind of gone back to basics and they've settled their team down a, a little bit more. I mean, Potter needs next season, in my opinion, anyway. But he's kind of settled his formation and settled his team down. I think Rhys James is out, which might disrupt is, yeah. that a, a little bit for, for Chelsea. But although I think there's been better times to play them in the last couple of months i don't think it's a terrible time to play them race james being out is actually massive for them they, they really struggle when he doesn't play let's look at the second chelsea stat now chelsea have only scored 29 goals in their 27 premier league games this season with their top scorer being kai Havertz with seven goals yeah yeah they, yeah they're not scoring enough goals um as Havertz has seven uh raheem sterling has four and mason mountain has three and then the rest of them have two or one basically um uh, the next score down is actually Jorginho um who left in January to Arsenal um so I thought I'd throw this and um, this quiz question in Dan Go on. um as was mentioned Guy Havertz has scored seven goals for Chelsea this season is the top scorer um I'm going to list every every Premier League club um that's top scorer has more or equal to seven goals this season and all you have to do is tell me the top scorer for each club and a bonus point if you can get how many goals they've got. 
God, I mean, I don't back myself with the with the goals, but I might, I might back myself to name the player. Yeah. So starting off, Man City, Haaland. Mm-hmm. It's just Premier League goals. Just Premier League goals. Twenty nine. Twenty eight. Damn! I changed in my last second. <laughs> uh, Spurs. Kane. Yep. Eighteen. Twenty one. Brentford. Tony. Yep. Thirteen. Sixteen. <laughs> Get the names right. right. Yeah, you are perfect. Yeah, Man United. Rashford. Yep. Twenty. Fourteen. <laughs> Miles off the numbers, are not uh, so the numbers by the way are going down, so like we'll probably oh, well, I don't know if we're playing the game properly, so that might help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Arsenal. This is the tricky one I wouldn't have got. Torn between two here. I'll go I'll go Saka. Martinelli. Damn that no, I mean that was the other option. They were the two I was torn between. Yeah. Wanna guess a number? Ten? Thirteen. Thirteen. Newcastle? Almiron. Yep. 11. Perfect. Wow, finally got one right. A Liverpool. Hmm. Salah, I presume. 10. Mm. 11. <laughs> Fulham. Mitrovic. Yep. 10. 11. Damn, I knew so close to going 11 again. Uh, Leeds. Leeds. Rodrigo. Yep. 9. 11. Why is everyone on 11? Um, three more. Aston Villa. Watkins. You're on 10? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Leicester City. There's two here, joint two. I will say Madison and Barnes. Correct. Eight? Nine. <laughs> and then uh, two for Brighton. And they're on the same number as Kai Havertz. So they're both on seven. Yeah. Matoma? Nope. Oh. McAllister? Nope. <laughs> Brighton? It's not one of them two. March? March. And then one place for Arsenal. Oh, Trossard. Yeah. Also, well, really the whole thing didn't go well for me, but I got, I got, I most, of the right, name. I got most of the names correct. Yeah, if you yeah. played long at home, let us know what your score <laughs> is. Thank you for making me look silly, Stutter. I always, always, always appreciate that. Let's finish, as ever, with the peak Villa section. Two of Aston Villa's three biggest away Premier League losses have come against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. I mentioned them both earlier. So what was it? An 8-0 and a 7-1? Seven, yeah, so the first one was a 7-1 loss at Stamford Bridge in March 2010 against, uh, under Martin O'Neill. Uh, Frank Lampard scored four goals. Bob Malouda got two and Kalou got the other. Carew scored for Villa, didn't they? Carew scored for Villa. Yep. Come on, Daniel. Yeah. There you go. You you get your bonus points back up. Redeemed. And then the other game, um, it's, Villa, um, it's Villa's biggest Premier League loss. I remember yeah. it. 8-0. In December 2012, under Paul Lambert, uh, there were seven different scores for Chelsea on that day, which I believe is still a record in Premier League. It was when it happened. Uh, Fernando Torres, David Luiz, Branislav Ivanovic, um, Edin Hazard, Oscar and Ramirez got two. Um, but interestingly, before the 8-0 loss, uh, so we were riding a five-game unbeaten run. Really? And and this and the game before that, we beat Liverpool uh, 3-1 at Anfield. I remember that. When Benteke and Wyman had a field there. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't understand why a back three of Chris Hurd, Kieran Clark, and Nathan Baker conceded eight goals at Stamford Bridge. That screams solidarity at the back to me. That's good memory. That was a, that was a horrible. It was just a horrible game, wasn't it? I think yeah. it was Loughton one wing back and Bennett at left wing back. That's a, it it's, a, it's a solid defence, isn't it? I, I can't understand why why we conceded eight that day at at all. God, dark dark times. Thank God we don't have to go through things like that anymore. That that was a, that was a horrible oh. event. They even let a kid take a pen at the end, didn't they? And he missed. He goes and saved it. But I can't, yeah. I can't remember his name. He was there for years, that kid. not Never yeah. playing a game, but he missed his penalty in his big moment. Right, well, yeah, remembering those great times has cheered me up, Stato. So thanks ever so much for that. That does us for the show. Thanks to Dale for joining me. And for, as, as ever, coming up with all the stats that he comes up with. Keep your eyes peeled on the AVFC Stato page on Twitter, and I'm sure there'll be many more golden tweets making their way through in the next few few days, sorry, before the Chelsea game. Be back with a match preview at some point tomorrow. I've got absolutely no idea when. We haven't organised it yet. Sorry, I've been busy this week, but I'll sort it out and we'll get a match preview done. Thanks ever so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like the video, comment on the video, subscribe to the channel, and all that jazz. Have a good rest of the night. Up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.